Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. All right, guys, welcome back for another episode. Pretty excited uh, at the moment in sports world. We got the World Series coming up, Astros, Nationals. Yes, I know, I haven't got to the MLB playoffs at all. Okay, I know. And I know it's a little frustrating, but you got to wait. You got to hang with me, all right? There's a lot on the table with NFL, NBA. You know, the NHL season's starting to get underway. And I want to just save the MLB. I, I just kind of want to save that for one big, like, one big chunk of an episode. It's kind of just one I want to do. Uh, with the Red Sox out, I've kind of lost interest for some reason. Uh, but I, I've still watched some of the games and whatnot. But anyway, it's not what today's episode. Today's all NBA. Okay, today's all NBA. First, we got a new caller. All right, we got a new caller. We're going to take his call first. All right? See what my, my thoughts are on that. Uh, and then we got my NBA predictions. They're out, finally. The NBA season starts tomorrow. I'm so excited. And the NFL season, you know, right in the midst of the NFL season, it's a good time. And will be playoffs. All four major sports going on at once is so rare. Oh, it happens for like a week. Enjoy it. I Here's the thing. You can't really enjoy it because watching four sports at once is just so hard. Like, these are the four main sports happening at the same time. This happens for a good week in the year. That's it. So this is kind of like, this is a busy week coming up. So I got to try to get some episodes out there. But today, NBA predictions. I want to get to the Bruins. I want to get to the MLB playoffs. And I know end of the week, I usually do my weekly review, maybe next episode. We might skip it this week because we're so busy. I need to get to the Bruins. MLB playoffs a lot. And there's a lot of extensions out there. Jalen Brown, I'm going to, we're going to get to that at some point. But today's episode, I just got to get to my NBA predictions running on a bit of a tight schedule here. But I got to get them out. I do. But first, we're going to take a call, a new caller. So let's listen. If the Timberwolves don't make this the playoffs this year, I think the Milwaukee Bucks should trade for Carlin Team Towns. Okay, short, sweet, nice little take. Uh, I, I don't know if you were eating something in the background. I don't know. Uh, but thank you for the call, Sports Daily. But my thought on that, I think the Bucks. Okay, so you're looking from the Bucks' perspective. Okay, that's fair. Because for the Timberwolves, they want to build around Cat. If you know me, I don't think you can build a contender around Cat. He is too soft. You, He does not have the mentality to lead a team to a championship. I think he's a great second option, first option. He can't do it. The Timberwolves can try because they're desperate, right? But for the Bucks, that would be an amazing second option. So the Timberwolves miss the playoffs. They're kind of sitting there like, all right, you know, Cat's prime years are starting to come up. We're not looking so great. The Timberwolves... We'll probably miss the playoffs. I'll take a hint right now. I know I don't want to spoil my predictions, but I don't have the Timberwolves going to the playoffs. Uh, but I don't think that's a unrealistic idea. I don't. I don't see it happening, but I just don't think that's unrealistic. They got Brooke Lopez right now as the starting center. I know right now that's all okay, but maybe next year, you know, the Bucks don't win the chip or they have a bit of a disappointing season. They want to make a big splash. That could be their big splash. Do they have the assets to do that? Mm, I don't know. But the thing about that also that's key is Giannis is a free agent. And a lot of people doubt he leaves. Some people think, yeah, maybe the Warriors or the Raptors. They doubt he leaves. But what if they have a disappointing season this year and then 
the season after that. I know the season I've even started and we're talking about after the season, but why not? I mean, at this point, you want to call in anything, anything, like even unique like that. I mean, if they if they feel like after the season they need to make a, make a big splash, that could be their move. Uh, when I think of their young players, they don't really have any. That's my only problem. Like, uh, let me look up their depth chart right now. But I know their starting fives looking something like Eric Bledsoe. They've got Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton. And then their starting shooting guards like Wesley Matthews. That's no one young. Uh, yeah, let, yeah. The, I got the starting five right. Uh, they don't have their only really young player that really stands out. Two, two or three of them, four maybe are you know just the guys like maybe I don't know what Pat Connington's age is, but he's he's not too young. But Sterling Brown, Dante Divincenzo, Dante Divincenzo, they picked him with like the seventeenth pick. He's from Villanova. Uh, he was great in the March Madness. DJ Wilson. Frank Mason, and Dante DiVincenzo was a rookie last year. He did nothing. Dragon Bender, Thanasis Antetokounmpo, they don't have any young players. So my only problem with that is they just don't – I mean, it's hard to get a player like Cat with just picks. They're, I just don't know because the Timberwolves, what are they sitting there like, all right, you have no appealing young players, and all your picks are going to be late in the draft, assuming Giannis stays. So – I just I I don't think that's unrealistic, especially if they want to make a big splash. But they'd probably have to trade for that young asset, like a young asset at the deadline. And I don't think they're gonna do that. I think the the Bucks are gonna be in it to win it at the deadline. If anything, they're gonna make a move that gives up assets. They're not gonna go out for a young player unless it's a uh, you know a good young player that can help them win now. I think that's what they want to do. They want to win now and make Giannis happy. So I don't see them getting that valuable asset at the deadline that they can build around. So I don't think it's an unrealistic idea. I just don't think they have the assets to do it. But thank you for the call, the Sports Daily. Again, I don't know what I don't know if you were eating or what was going on in the background there, but I still understood what you were saying. Don't worry. Uh, but anyway, NBA prediction time. This gets controversial. It does. People have told me it gets controversial, especially towards the playoffs. Regular season, a little controversial, but not nothing too bad, not, nothing too wild. Oh, playoffs, we get wild. Playoffs, we get down to it, okay? Two teams, two of the four teams you will not expect in the conference championship. Most of you won't. Few of my awards controversial. Excuse me, this is about to shake. Sorry, I just had to move my uh, seat there. Uh, but it's going to get controversial here. So I want to start out with the East. I'm going to go one, two, three. So, I, you know, I'm not just going to be like our number 15. I'm going to start with first place. So Eastern Conference, first place, the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis, I think the Bucks have got a little worse if you want the truth. But other than the 76ers, I don't see anyone really contending for the top spot in the East, regular season-wise, if you, if you want the truth. So I think the Bucks are going to take Giannis just goes 110%, which I think he needs to slow down. I do. I, I'm just like, listen, Giannis, you're a great player, and, but save a little bit of that gas for the playoffs. Uh, personally, again, I think the Bucks have got a little worse. I think Chris Middleton's going to get maybe a little worse this season. Their roster, they lose Malcolm Brogdon. He's a huge loss. I love Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. But they've still got a very good team. But when I look at it, they're just kind of outside of Giannis. They're eh. Like, Chris Middleton, he was an all-star last year, but he doesn't really appeal me. He's still a good player, he just doesn't really appeal me. Eric Bledsoe, good player, just not really a great fit there. 
And then outside of that, I mean, Wesley Matthews, Brooke Lopez, the depth was solid last year. It's not really that good this year. I think the Bucks could disappoint, but just Giannis is flawed, but he's still very good. Oh, like I just have that feeling about the Bucks. Like I want to believe, but then I look at that roster, and I'm like, oh, I'm not a huge fan of it outside of Giannis. I'm really not. So I just wonder how far they're going to get, but I guess time will tell. Then at number two, we've got the Philadelphia 76ers. Outside of their starting five, they're horrible. I don't like their coach. I don't like their depth. But that starting five is very good. It's very big. Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, uh, Al Horford, Joel Embiid. That is a huge starting five. It's a very star-powered starting five as well. You could argue it's the best in the league. Josh Richardson's their worst starter. I had him as a top 75 NBA player. Seems like the Hornets don't have one top 100 NBA player. Like, this starting five is loaded. I would like to see the Sixers at the deadline trade, you know, a a pick or two for some bench depth. Because they don't have any of it. And that could really help them. I'm not a huge believer in the Sixers just because I never really have been. I love Joel Embiid. I love Ben Simmons. I don't love Al Horford, but I do like him. I respect him as a player. I'm a pretty big fan of Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson solid as well. I like their starting five. I do, and I think they'll fit pretty well. So why don't I believe in them? Depth, their coach, and as much as I like those players, will they show up? Will they show up in the playoffs? Will Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, you know, those young players show up in the NBA final, Eastern Conference Finals, second round even? Who said I'm, I am going to the Eastern Conference Finals? Who said I am going to the NBA Finals? I'm just saying, in general, can they show up for those big moments? I just... I like the starting five, but when it comes playoff time, some of those young guys maybe disappear. I don't know. Time will tell. But I, I just have... The, the Bucks and Sixers have their flaws, but they are clearly the top two teams in the East. Number three, I've got the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got the Indiana Pacers, because... Why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, but the Pacers... Not, no, not just why not. I'm a big fan of the Pacers. Oh, I am. I love Victor Oladipo. I think he's going to come back just fine. He may be a little slow getting back, but he'll he'll be back to at least what he was last year. He'll pick up right where he left off. They add Malcolm Brogdon. I love Malcolm Brogdon. They had Jeremy Lamb. I don't love Jeremy Lamb as much as I used to. But I still do like him. I think he's very underrated. and give you some great scoring. So they've got a great rotation going on there. Malcolm Brogdon can run the point well, Victor Oldie. I know Victor Oldie is like that two-way guard that kind of ran the point, kind of didn't. Darren Collison, they kind of split time. Malcolm Brogdon, he can run the point. Whether you like it or not, he can. I know he's mostly a shooting guard, but he can run the point. I really like what the pace is going on. Like, you know, they got some bonus. He just got extended. Miles Turner. He's a great young player. They they look good. I love the Pacers. I do like the 76ers and Bucks, like yeah, 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 I like parts of your team and I am in on the Pacers. And yeah, Victor Old Depot, when he was out last year, they did struggle. And yeah, they did lose Boyan Bogdanovich, who was a huge key, but I think they're starting to get more and more used to playing without Victor Oladipo. I think they 
their overall roster is better than it was last season. I think they'll get enough wins without Victor Oladipo to kind of hold up the fort, be around the four or five seed, and then Victor Oladipo comes back, they shoot up to the three seed. I like the Pacers, I do. Number four, I got this one was tough between the Celtics and the Nets, but I'm going to take the Celtics by hair. I think between the Celtics and the Nets, it's going to be really close. Uh, the Celtics have looked good in the preseason, which is actually big for me, believe it or not. I don't usually take anything away from the preseason, but they've just looked like like a good unit together. Like there, I don't take a lot away from the preseason, like, oh, a player scored this many points, but how does the team gel together? The starters have looked like they're having more fun together. Like, like it's a good, chem, you know, there's good chemistry in the room. I like that. So that's kind of a sign. Between the Celtics and the Nets, it was so close. Mark, if the Nets finish just a little bit above the Celtics for the fourth seed, wouldn't be shocked at all. Wouldn't be shocked one bit. So obviously, if the Nets at the five seed, I think the Nets could easily be higher than the Celtics, but I, for once, was actually a little biased towards the Celtics, just a little, and I was just like, you know, they, they've looked good chemistry-wise. I'll put them at the four seed. I, I'll do it. The defense is bad. It is. And they're such a wild card this year. The Celtics are a wild card. I don't see them coming out of the East or anything like that, but between them and the Nets, it's close. The Nets... When they get KD back, they're going to be powerhouse. But I think they're still solid. Kyrie Irving, Spencer, Dinwiddie, Karis Levert's a great trio uh, at guard that they've got right there. And then you've got Joe Harris. I think he could potentially be just a little worse this season than he was last season. His percentage goes down a little. Uh, and then you've got Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan, yeah, even Rodion's Karooks. They've got some guys. Oh, they've got a pretty good, solid, deep team, and I think they could make a little noise this year in the East. They're not going to come out of the East or anything like that, but they can make a little noise. And at six, I've got the Toronto Raptors. I think the Raptors will probably trade guys like Kyle Lowry at some point in the season. That'll hurt their record a little bit. They've still got a solid team. He lost Kawhi. He lost Andy Green. Uh, Kyle Lowry's probably going to be a little worse. He's getting a little older. Yeah, Pascal Siakam's going to be a little better, so that kind of evened out. But overall, a lot of their guys are older. They're going to get a little worse. Yeah, they've got some young guys like Spicy P, Fred Van Fleet. They're going to get a little better. Their team's worse. I think they could trade a guy like Kyle Lowry. I think I see that happening, and I think that's going to hurt their record. Uh, a lot of people think, yeah, yeah, the Raptors 3-4 seed. Nah, that's not for me. Uh, and then another seventh seed, I've got the Miami Heat. Yeah, I think the Heat are going to sneak in there this year. Uh, Jimmy Butler's not a guy who can really lead a team, but I think he's just got a lot of talent. And I think at this point, the Heat just need talent. Not only do they have that, Tyler Hero. I'm a big fan of Tyler Hero. I think he's going to make some noise this year. He can at least do something. Justice Winslow and Bam Adebayo are two young players. I wouldn't say prime, but they're kind of the sense that at least one of them is going to have a breakout year. I'd say Adebayo... More likely, because Winslow, we are just kind of like that last year. Like, oh, will he break out this year? He didn't. Both of them could have breakout years. I think at least one will. If I had to make a bet, it would be Bam out of bio, but it could go either way. Uh, and then, I mean, I can't really think of anyone break out. They added, like, guys like Myers Leonard. Nothing really big, but just 
making those small additions, but I think overall they've got a, a lot of young... T they did lose Josh Richardson, but they got Jimmy Butler out of it. They've got a better team than they do last year. A lot of their young guys are going to be better. You swap Josh Richardson for Jimmy Butler. They've got a better team. Last year they were, what, the 10 seed? Yeah, they are the 10 seed. I think they're going to jump up to the 7 seed this year, which means at number 8, who's it going to be? Is it the Orlando Magic or the Detroit Pistons? Neither. It is neither. <laughs> it's not the magic of the Pistons. It's the Chicago Bulls. How confident am I in this? Not not really too confident if you want the truth. But you gotta go bold. Sometimes I'm not gonna be out here and be playing. I'm gonna be bold. Okay, I'm gonna be playing. I'm not bold. I'm bold. We gotta make this entertaining. The Chicago Bulls are making the playoffs this year. Hopefully, Zach Levine can stay healthy. Wendell Carter can maybe stay a little healthy, too. They, it's a lot on the health, but... Otto Porter continues to gel in that system. I really like him. Thaddeus Young. He's... I, I think he's good. I do. He plays with a high motor. I, I like what the, the Bulls have got. If they don't make the playoffs this year, they'll make it next year. I'll tell you that. They've got a great young core. I wanted to go bold with this last spot because I've been saying, you know, I think the Bulls could make it, but should I really put them in the playoffs? I was just like, yeah, why not? It's the eight seed in the East. It's the eight seed in the East. Go bold with it because why not? Go bold with it. It's the eight seed in the East. Then the ninth seed have got the Magic. I know everyone says the Magic are criminally underrated, and they made the seventh seed last year. Not make the playoffs this year. They'll be close, but they won't make it. Uh, they got no guards. They've got a good young core with some potential. Well, guys like Markel Fultz and ben, uh, Mo Bamba are big wild card. Jonathan Isaac, kind of a wild card too at this point. Like, will he ever really have that breakout year? They've just got a ton of big men. I don't think Vooch will be as good as he was last season. Aaron Gordon, you know, he, he continues to grow, but I don't think they're. I think they're basically the same team they were last year. That's my take. I just think they're basically the same team this year as they were last year. And I think the East has got a little better. I think a few teams could surprise them, and they're just going to miss the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked if they make the seven seed. I think between seven and ten, which means the Pistons are at ten. Uh, between the seven and ten, it's close. I wouldn't even be shocked if the Bulls get the last seed. Uh, I'd be a little surprised if the Heat get the ten seed. Uh, but the Pistons at 10 going to trigger some people. I've heard some people say uh, they're going to be a 3-5 to five seed. That got me mad. It all, like, you can't be that dumb. 3-5 to five seed? Really? 3-5? Three, three to five. What is different about this team than it was last year, except for this? They added Derrick Rose. Rose adds a little scoring off the bench. Great. He can't stay healthy anyway. Now, all of a sudden, this Pistons team that went from an 8 seed... Adds Derrick Rose and adds the fact that Blake Griffin probably won't play over 75. Blake Griffin played 75 games last season. The last time he played over the 75 games or more was like 2013. So they got a, you know, a healthy year out of Blake Griffin. This year he's due to play less. And the thing is, if they struggle, Blake Griffin's out. So if all of a sudden the Pistons are there at the trade deadline sitting at, uh, you know, with a 13-15 record, Blake Griffin, uh, not 13-15, like a 18-20 and 20 record, Blake Griffin's out. He's gone. See ya. 
See you later. Sayonara. He's gone. I don't know what they say is a bad season. 18 and 20 to me. Blake Griffin at 31 years old. You're at 18 and 20. Uh, tell me to trade him now, I will. Because I know the Pistons aren't going to have a good year. At best, they're going to be an 8 or 7 seed. Maybe a 6. And that's a big maybe. That would be if the Raptors trade Kyle Lowry now. Maybe. I'm not a fan of the Pistons. I'm not. I think they're just stuck. They should trade Blake Griffin. Get some young assets. Let them develop. I'm just not a big fan. They've got guys like Luke Kennard in their young core. They don't have a very good young core either. They're just stuck. Trade Blake Griffin. I think they're going to be the 10 seed because I think Blake Griffin will either get hurt or he'll be traded by the trade deadline. Number 11, I've got the Atlanta Hawks. Hawks are a sleeper playoff team for me, but I just don't see it. I, I see it more, more with the Bulls than I do the Hawks. Would I be absolutely shocked if the Hawks finish higher than the Bulls? No, I wouldn't be absolutely shocked, but I'd be a little surprised. They made the playoffs, yes. Trey Young, I think, could have a sophomore slump this year. I think he could. I'm not saying he will, but I think he could. John Collins, I think he'll continue to get a little better. Overall, the team's a little better than it was last year. Mostly just due to young talent got better. They didn't make any key. I mean, they added Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter, but like for DeMar Mars Cousins, like what we talked about. But they mostly just they're better because the young talent's getting better and they're starting to really gel together. That's how they got better. The Hawks, I think, could make the playoffs, but they they've got to wait maybe a year or two before they really start talking about the playoffs. This year, you know, it's a talk until the first 10 games go by and they're 3-7. and seven. You know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but they've got to really kind of prove it early, I think. I just don't see them making the playoffs, but I wouldn't count it out with the Hawks. Those top 11 teams could potentially make the playoffs. Now we get to the part, these teams are not just, they're not making the playoffs. Number 12, I've got the Knicks. They made some additions. RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, they just added a ton of power forwards, honestly. But they're better. Mostly because some of these Eastern Conference teams have got worse at the bottom. Uh, then at number 13, I've got the Washington Wizards. They've got Bradley Beal back, but will Beal be enough? The Wizards are going to be right around where they were last year, maybe slightly worse. That's my take. I think they're going to be, what were they, at 33 wins last year or something like that. I think Max will be a 35-win team. If they were at 33 wins last year or were they at 36, I don't know. They're going to be... High 20s to low, potentially mid-30s. They're not going to be a good team. Let's just say that. 14, I've got the Cavs. 15, I've got the Hornets. Pretty self-explanatory. Let's move on to the Western Conference. I'm not spending time talking about those. Those are self-explanatory. Western Conference. I've got the Nuggets in first place. A lot of teams do. A lot of people do. Not teams. A lot of people do. They're a very deep team. They they're a young core. They're gonna they're gonna bring it. They're gonna put it on the table in the playoffs. They're not gonna lally gag like the Lakers in the playoffs, like LeBron. No, they're gonna put it on the table in the regular season. They're a young core. They're a deep core, so they can't afford to do that. They can afford to give a little extra in the right regular season compared to some of these teams with thinner depth. They can afford to do it because they have the depth to, you know, rest you a little later in the season or give you less minutes. You know, you're not going to get as many minutes as Harden will or, you know, you know what I'm saying? They just got that depth to do it. Nuggets, first place. Number two, I've got, uh, second place, I've got the Los Angeles Clippers. 
Uh, Paul George is going to miss some games earlier in the season. I think Kawhi is uh, not going to give it 100% every night. I think there are going to be some nights where he only – he kind of just pulls a LeBron. It's just going to happen. But they've got guys like Pat Bev who are going to give it 110% every night. And it's it's overall, they're going to put up a solid regular season. I think they're going to be at worst three, maybe four seed. I could see them getting to the one seed as well. I'm going to stick them at the two seed, though. I think the Clippers, you know, Kawhi may lollygag a little bit. Yeah, PG's going to miss earlier in the season, but I'm going to give them the two seed here. Number three, where it's, let's get just a little controversial, Utah Jazz. Yeah, nothing that really triggers you. If it's triggering you, you're just dumb. If you think number three for the Jazz is ridiculous, then I don't, I just debate with me, please. Just I want to debate, but I think it is a little controversial, but nothing absurd. There are three to succeed in my eyes, maybe even two, maybe even one. <laughs> I wouldn't even be too shocked. I would be a little surprised, but I wouldn't be too shocked if the Jazz got the one seed because they're kind of like the Nuggets. They don't have as much depth, but they're a young team. Youngish team. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Two best players are young. Uh, but I they made some I think they're better than they are last year. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell will improve. They have Leon Bogdanovich. They have Mike Conley. Uh, they they lose uh, guys like Ed Davis. Wait, no, no, they added Ed Davis. What am I talking about? Yeah, they added Ed Davis. Not 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 lost. Ed Davis is very underrated. He's a great teammate. Very underrated acquisition for them. Uh, who did they lose? I can't really think of anyone. I there's somebody I'm missing. The Jazz lost somebody in free agency that I'm forgetting about. Let me think. I can't. Uh, Derek Favors. That's who they lost. But they're a better team. But you you just start with they added Boyan Bogdanovich. Lost their biggest loss. Derek Favors. Biggest addition. Mike Conley. All right, stop there. What else? Okay, so so far that's a plus for the Jazz. Then they added Boyan Bogdanovich. Ed Davis. They didn't really lose anyone else. All right, they're better. And their young talent continues to get better. The Jazz are clearly a better team than they were last year. Last year they were the five seed. And I know the West seems a little more dominant, especially at the top. But I'll give them the three seed. Number four, I've got the Houston Rockets. Rockets are very, very weird team to rake. Some teams are super high on the Russ-James Harden combo. Some teams, people are like, yeah, not even going to make the playoffs like Colin Coward. A little foolish. A little foolish. They're the four seed in my eyes. They're going to be solid regular season team. James Harden and Russell Westbrook, those guys give it 100%. James Harden may not always seem like it, like defensively. Russ gives you 110%. James Harden gives you 110% offensively, 30% defensively. So they're gonna they're gonna try. They're gonna put up big numbers. They're gonna win games in the regular season. Playoffs is where things are gonna, you know, how are you gonna play in the playoffs? Regular season, they're gonna put up the numbers to be a top five seed. Maybe top six is a little low, but they're gonna be a good regular season team, whether you like this duo or not. I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, I don't hate it, but I'm not a huge fan of it either. I've started, I I've started to like it a little more as the preseasons progress, and I've kind of sat back and thought about it. But I still am not a huge fan. I don't think it can win you a title, but it's gonna get them a good enough regular season uh, record to be a top four seed in the West. Now I'm sitting here, number five, the Los Angeles Lakers. 
Uh, I look at the Lakers, just a team who may be a little laid back in the regular season. Now, LeBron's always been a laid back player in the regular season, but now he's got Anthony Davis. So can they kind of, you know, with Anthony Davis now, can he, can Anthony Davis kind of pick up some of that slack and get him a few extra regular season wins? Maybe. Maybe that's the case. They're going to make the playoffs. They're not missing again. They are not missing the playoffs again. It's just not going to happen. They can't. They're not missing the playoffs like they did last year. They've got a much different group. Lonzo's out. Brandon Ingram out. Uh, who else? Who else is out? Those are really the two big uh, Josh Hart, I guess, if you want to throw him in. And they've added Anthony Davis, Avery Bradley. They've added DeMarcus Cousins, although he is out. They've also added, uh, oh, well, not addition, but uh, LeBron's now running the point. A lot of changes. They added Danny Green. So they made some additions, some key additions. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see how everything gels together in Los Angeles. But they've got a much better team, a whole different crew. I think it's a little built. It's built better than it was last season. It's a better constructed roster. It's better talent-wise. It's better talent-wise as a roster. Uh, I think the Lakers... Again, no one's got him as the one seed or the two seed because we all know the drill with LeBron's teams. They, they rarely finish top one or two. This thing just doesn't feel like that to me. They're in the tough west. Uh, and we got to factor in the fact and factor in the fact that um, LeBron just plays a little laid back in the regular season. It's that simple. Now moving on to the sixth seed. At number six, I've got the Golden State Warriors. You don't know how bad I want to put the Warriors in the top five. So bad. But I'm not. I feel I have that odd feeling Curry will suffer a little injury that uh, hurts him for a few games. Uh, but uh, the West is too good. And I think they could easily be a top five seed. The Warriors could. But I'm going to stick them at six because the West is really good. The top six teams in the West could all contend for the West. Even the Warriors. I'm a fan of the Warriors. Don't count out the Golden State Warriors. Yes, they lost, Katie. Alright, they did lose Katie. Yeah, they lost DeMarcus Cousins and replaced him with Willie Cauley-Stein. And yeah, to D-Lo. Overall, talent-wise, they're worse than they were last season. They didn't win the championship last season. How will D-Lo and Steph fit? D-Lo, Steph, and Clay. how will they fit? I think they'll be just fine. D-Lo and... D-Lo's played off ball before. I think at times there may be a few conflicts, but... For the most part, no. And a few. It's, and no, D'Lo and Curry on paper doesn't seem like a great fit. But we forget D'Lo played off ball with Kobe. But then again, again, the size, the, the shoe size. D'Lo started at size 7, then he goes up to a size 10 in Brooklyn. Now he's asked to go back to a size 8. Can he fit in that? Not sure. But Curry's one of the best, if not the best, most unselfish superstar of all time. I don't think he's going to let really bad things happen. Any conflict. It's just gonna be rare. We said the same thing with KD and stuff. Well, that fit. It was just fine. It affected their numbers a little bit, but they were okay. Curry will do what it takes to win a championship. And if that means giving up a few shots, a few touches, a few points per game, he'll do it. He'll sign them up. He's so unselfish. He's not gonna, he, he's not gonna let this affect them. I'm a big fan of the Warriors, but uh, the West is so good that I had to stick them at the six seed, but I am a big fan of the Warriors. I want to put them in that top five so bad, but I can't. Number seven, I've got the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers go uh, for the three seed. 
right? They get the three seed. They, yeah, no, not last year they got the three seed, but the year before that they also got the three seed, if I'm not mistaken. Or there did they get the six seed? Anyway, they made Yeah, they made it to the... I'm pretty sure they were the six... I want to look that up because now I'm, like, curious. Am I getting this right? Okay, 2017-2018 NBA standings. Because I know they were the three of the six seed. Okay, this year they were the three seed. Yeah, I was right. They were the three seed. They were the three seed, and they faced the Pelicans in the first round, and they swept the Pelicans. They were the three seed. They swept the Pelicans in the first round, and then got crushed by the Warriors, but that's the Warriors. So the next year, people are just like, yeah, they're going to miss the playoffs. Well, we, we didn't get any worse with the same team as last year, same three seed that went to the second round last year. Now we're missing the playoffs. So they came back, went to the second round, and then decided we're going to go to the Western Conference Finals. They're going to up it up a step. But they're gonna finally regress. Yeah, it could be a fool me once, shame on you know, type of thing. But it could be, and maybe the Trailblazers do sneak up there. I wouldn't even be shocked if they finish in the top six. But the thing about that is, if the Trailblazers finish in the top six, that means somebody from that top six isn't in the top six. If that makes any sense, I just don't know if I see that. You know, like, I just don't know if I see a team in that top six not finishing in the top six. Right now, without predicting any injuries or trades, I don't see any of those teams making injuries or trades like the Raptors or the Pistons. So, it's kind of just like, I don't think, I think the Trailblazers are going to be a little worse than they were last year. Just a little. And the West has got a lot better. That's how I look at it. Number eight, San Antonio Spurs. I want to put the Kings in the playoffs. I do because they had a great year last year. They could easily—I th- I don't know—easily, but they could make the playoffs. But I'm gonna give the Spurs an edge, even though we've heard some trade rumors. If they trade Demar Derozan, then they're not gonna make the playoffs. But the Kings, to me, are a team I really want to put in the playoffs. But I'm just like, wait one more year. Like they were close. I don't think they're gonna get much better, and they're just gonna stay just short. Then maybe ne- the next year they'll make it. We'll have to assess. Uh, but the Spurs will edge out the Kings this year. That's what I think. And it's gonna the Spurs time's coming to an end. I do think they've got guys like Dejounte Murray, Derek White, some great young players. But for the most part, you know, Demar Derozan and Lamarcus Aldridge, that dynasty starting to come to an end. It, the dynasty itself may have came to an end already, but they're still making the playoffs. So, I mean, I'm not saying this year, but they still have in the past. If you know what I'm saying. Then again, Kings at nine, I think they're just not really going to improve from last season. They're just going to kind of like stay at the same win-loss-wise. I think De'Aaron Fox will be a whole lot better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, number 10, I've got the Dallas Mavericks. That means, yeah, where's the Pelicans? Yeah, they're coming up. But no, not even top 10. I think the Dallas Mavericks, I don't sleep on Chris Stapps. Chris Stapps and Luka had that little bit of a frustration moment, but I still think they'll be a solid fit. I think people tend to forget about Chris Stapps. No, this guy's really talented. He still really is really, really talented. Don't forget about him. Don't forget about Luka, obviously. Outside of those two, they don't really have any help, but this will put up the 10 seed. It's not even that impressive either. They're just on the rise. They've just got to get make sure Luka and Chris Stapps can be a good fit, and then they've got to build around those guys. Number 11 with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yep, still no Pelicans. Get to that in a minute. Timberwolves, 
last year, they overall as a team, they they're about the same as they were last year. Yeah, Cat's probably gonna be a little better. Roko's coming back from his injury. Uh, but they're about the same teams they were last year. Lose guys like Taj, Taj, Taj Gibson, Taj Gibson. They lost guys like Taj Gibson, right? Taj. But anyway, we're on the same team. 11 seed, moving on. 12 seed, New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, I'm going to fe- face some heat for this. For those of you who are absolute suck-ups to this young core, oh, they, they have a chance at the playoffs. The Pelicans in the playoffs, please. Please, stop. Stop. Any of you who tell me the Pelicans are going to make the playoffs, leave. Leave. Unless you can put some uh, some great argument, especially with Zion out for the next six to eight weeks. Before Zion got hurt, I didn't have them making the playoffs. Now, without any Zion, I probably bumped them down like one spot. And my standings would still. No. Playoffs? Playoffs. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. I like Drew Holiday. I think he's a top 25 NBA player. Lonzo Ball. I don't want to spoil it, but I think he's going to at least be a top three most improved player candidate. Yeah, when Zion comes back from his injury, hopefully he doesn't get hurt again. He'll be solid as well. Jackson Hayes will be interesting. Yeah, you get the point. They made some additions. I don't know. I'm going to the playoffs. Forget it. No. No, 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 no. Pelicans not making the playoffs. Is there a chance? Obviously, there's a chance. There is, yes, there is a chance the Charlotte Hornets make the playoffs. I'm not saying the Pelicans have as bad of odds as the Hornets do. The Pelicans are not making the playoffs. People overrate that young core, and they think right out of the gate, they're going to do great. I think Lonzo and Zion will be a great fit right out of the gate. Does that mean Zion and Zoe are going to lead that team to the playoffs? I mean, yeah, Drew Holiday's obviously the leader, but that's beside the point. Pelicans ain't making the playoffs. Then I got the Thunder at 13. They're rebuilding. Suns at 14. They still suck. And then at 15, I've got the Grizzlies. Uh, they struggled without Mike Conley last year. I love Jaron Jackson Jr. love John Moran. love Jonas Valanciunas. But they'll still be the last seed, unfortunately. Now I move on to the playoffs. Things get a little controversial. We still got the awards, too. Get the popcorn out. Get the popcorn. This is where things get interesting. Eastern Conference playoffs, first round. We got the Bulls versus the Bucks. Bucks sweep the Bulls here. The Bulls have no playoff experience. The Bucks are starting to get used to this uh, number one seed thing. Getting through that first round pretty easily. Moving on. Heat versus Sixers. This is a rematch from two years ago, I believe. Yeah, two years ago. Uh, it was Heat versus 76ers. Let me see what the standings were there because... Uh, no, never mind. Oh, no, the Heat were the six seed. The Sixers were the three seed. This time they're the two and seven. Sixers beat the Heat, I think, at six games. Uh, this team, I've this team, this time I've got the Sixers beating the Heat in five games. Uh, Jimmy Butler tries to get some revenge against the Sixers. He can't. The series goes to five games. I could see the Heat maybe stealing one game. Uh, but then Raptors versus Pacers. I've got four to one Pacers. I think the Raptors win one game, maybe earlier in the series. Improve. Yeah, we're still here. All right. Kind of like um I don't want to say the St. Louis Blues. Like kind of what I had no. I, no, no. I, I forgot how far I have the blues going. But the Raptors kind of proved that one game. Like, yeah, we're still here. We're still trying to defend our title. Uh, forget it. There's one of those teams who got a great year last year, but they got worse. They're not as good. 
They get that one game where, like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're still here. You know, Serge is going to go up. We're, we still here. We are still here. No, you're not. Pacers beat you in five games. Nets versus Celtics. Celtics are the home team. This is going to trigger. So many stuff. But, you know, I like to trade. You know, you guys are, most of you are from Boston. I'm from Boston. I'm a Celtics fan. But, you know, I like to trigger you fine from time. You're facing Kyrie Irving. You're, I'd hate to see this happen, honestly, as a Celtics fan. This is my worst nightmare. But my prediction, Nets versus Celtics, first round. You've got home court advantage. And you let Kyrie Irving come into the TD Garden in Game 7 and beat you. How do you like that? How do you like that? Does that make you guys mad? Does it? Like Colin last episode, does that make you mad? Does Kyrie Irving get on your nerves? First round, he comes into the TD Garden in Game 7 and beats you. Oh, how mad would that make you be? Oh, how mad? Ooh, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that? Oh, that would be a big riot by me. Ooh, wouldn't that be? Go through that whole season, just edge out the nets, and then you look Kyrie Irving, after what he just did with your organization, your franchise, coming and beat you at the Garden in Game 7. Here are the two sides. Either you beat him at, game, at the Garden in Game 7, he takes a ton of crap for it, or he beats you, and you guys look very stupid. Very embarrassed. Second round, Nets versus Bucks. The Bucks win in five games. Uh, Kyrie lost to them in five games in the second round last year. Does the same this year, just in a new uniform. Uh, Pacers versus 76ers. It's going to get on some people's nerves, but not mine. The Indiana Pacers win in six. You heard it. The Indiana Pacers are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. It isn't the Bucks and Sixers. It just isn't. The Indiana Pacers are winning six games. Miles Turner is going to be an X factor. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna get the job done. The Pacers beat the Sixers. Does that get on your nerves? Even just as a normal NBA fan, you may not like the Sixers, but think that's absurd. Pacers over the Sixers in six games. I you, I I said it here first. I'm taking the Indiana Pacers because I like the Pacers. Okay. I like the Pacers. I'm taking them in six over the Philadelphia 76ers. Whether that makes you mad or not, I don't care. Eastern Conference Finals, Pacers versus Bucks. Bucks win 4-2. to two. I, For a second, you guys are like, oh, you're going to have the Pacers go to the NBA Final. No, they've got a bright future ahead of them. Just saying. Six games, Bucks win Eastern Conference Finals. The Pacers really give some teams a game. Victor Oladipo has always showed up in the playoffs. The Pacers have always showed up. They went toe-to-toe in the first round with LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers a few years ago. The Pacers, I, I know, you know, last year they got swept by the Celtics in the first round, but with Vic, last year, you know, they went to seven games with the Cavs and almost won. They barely lost in that first round. They can go toe-to-toe. I think they're just going to go over the edge this time, make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm a believer in the Indiana Pacers this year. I am. Western Conference playoffs, first round. Spurs versus Nuggets. 4-1 Nuggets. This is a rematch from uh, last year's first round, except that one went to seven. I think the Spurs are worse. The Nuggets are better, more experienced. This will be a much easier series this time around for the Denver Nuggets. Trailblazer versus Clippers. Clippers get the sweep here. I, I never pick enough sweeps. I'm just always like, yeah, that team could probably steal one game. So this time I'm just going to go sweep, even though the Trailblazers always show up in the playoffs. Dame always shows up in the playoffs. But uh, you know what? I'm just going to have a sweep anyway. Paul George gets his revenge. Moving on. Warriors versus Jazz. I'm going to take the Warriors here 4-1. to one. Jazz continue to struggle. They lost 4-1 to one this year, or they get tweaked by the Rockets. I don't know. 
I forget. Either 4 nothing or 4-1 to one in the first round. Jazz continue to struggle in the playoffs, but they just got a bad matchup against a very experienced Warriors team that is coming back to full strength with Klay Thompson back. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Uh, Lakers versus Rockets. Two teams, big, you know, interesting teams to watch this year. Lakers win 4-2. to two. Yeah, the Rockets actually give them somewhat of a series. Who would have thunk it? 4-2. to two. I think this is a little bit better of a series than many people end up anticipating. People think Lakers maybe in like five games. Rockets actually show up and do a little better than people think, but they still lose in the first round. A second round, Warriors versus Nuggets. Warriors in seven. Warriors to the Western Conference Finals. Oh, I'm getting on so many people's nerves right now. The Warriors are underrated. Six seed, I want to have them in the top five, but I can't. But you know what I will do? And you know what I can do? Have them go to the West. I am fine with them beating the Jazz and the Nuggets. Those are two teams that show up in the regular season and then kind of diminish in the playoffs. Bit of an easy road compared to some of these other teams, but got to do what you got to do. Lakers, Clippers, another seven-game series. Clippers have home court advantage, even though they both play at the same stadium. Seven, eight, that would be such a good matchup. Second round, uh, Western Conference Finals would be better, but with the seeding, the way it works with my predictions, Clippers, Lakers would have to happen in the second round. Wow, that would be great. Nuggets, Lakers, Clippers, uh, Nuggets, Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, both seven games. That would be awesome. Western Conference Finals, Warriors versus Clippers. Clippers win four to two. Uh, my Warriors and my uh, Pacers go to six games in their respective conference finals. Pretty far for both teams considering their expectations. NBA Finals, Clippers versus Bucks. Bucks have home court advantage, but the Clippers, the Clippers win the series 4 to 2. Yes, Kawhi's an NBA championship champion, but Kawhi ain't the finals MVP. It's Paul George. Paul George wins finals MVP. Do you like that? Is that, is that making me mad? I know I ask that a lot. But, you know, if you th- figure the Clippers, who would think the Clippers are going to win? A lot of people, but with Paul George's finals MVP. Bold, I know. Okay, I know it's bold. I think Kawhi will play a big factor, but think about it. Giannis and Kawhi will almost X each other out, almost. I think one might outplay another, but Kawhi will still have a pretty good series, but Giannis will play good defense on him. Who's covering Paul George? Huh? Who? Chris Middleton? Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton can't handle Paul George. Paul George finals MVP. If it actually happens, I'm a genius. Uh, MVP of Giannis Antetokounmpo. When I look at that Bucks roster, it's not very great, to be honest, outside of Giannis. It's okay. It's not horrible. It's just not that great. But if they're going to make it to the NBA Finals, Giannis is going to have a huge part in that. I think he goes back-to-back MVP. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, another back-to-back, Rudy Gobert. I think he uh, defends his title. Both back, two back-to-backs. Rookie of the Year, I've preached it. I've preached it time and time again. And I'm just making it official. Basically, this is just me uh, as... I don't even know. But I'm just sitting here like, yep, R.J. Barrett for Rookie of the Year, R.J. Barrett for Rookie of the Year. Now I'm just inking it. I'm just making that official. My boy, R.J. Barrett, Rookie of the Year. I've said it pretty much since the draft, honestly. I've said our uh, Zion Williamson's going to suffer too many injuries this season. And it's going to... He's going to miss too many games to win Rookie of the Year. 
It's going to go to R.J. Barrett. I said that before he suffered this injury. Okay, I'm not just saying that now. And a lot of people are changing their votes now. Science was in the first six to eight weeks. Oh, they're changing their votes. No, I'm not one of those guys who've said R.J. Barrett for Rookie of the Year for all of eternity. Not really, but for the past, I feel like I've said it forever. I'm just ready for him to win it. I'm just ready for R.J. Barrett to win it. I'm just waiting. I'll just, I'll just be here waiting for R.J. Barrett to win Rookie of the Year. You've heard it here first. He's, win- he's winning Rookie of the Year. I'll just be here waiting. Okay, I'll be... Here, just making podcasts and just sitting in this chair, making some podcasts and just waiting for him to win it. Uh, he, he's Don't worry. I'm not trust. He's going to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, sixth Man of the Year, Mantras Harrell. A lot of people are like, yeah, Lou Will's not winning Sixth Man of the Year because he won't get enough touches. Agreed. But Montreal Harrell, on the other hand, doesn't need the touches to win our Sixth Man of the Year. He Lou Will is getting older. He's going to regress. He's going to get less touches. Harrell is getting better and better. You know, he's getting old. Obviously, everyone's getting older in the league. I'm so stupid. But he's getting closer to his pride. I think he'll score right around the same amount of points per game because he'll get less touches, but he'll become a better scorer. But he's a great defender. You don't need touches to be a great defender. I think he's going to get to start at times as well when Zubac is struggling or they need him to go in there. Or Zubac is out if he's hurt. Which could happen once this season, once or twice. You never know. Uh, but I think he can come in that situation. But he can grab rebounds without getting, you know, needing touches. They've got a small team. He could be a great defender. You don't need touches for that. And I think he'll score right around the same points per game. Uh, Montrose Harrell for six man of the year. Coach of the year, I've got. Coach of the year is so hard to predict. I just threw one up. Nate McMillan. Coach for the Indiana Pacers. They get the three seed. They play solid without Victor Oladipo. They go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Give it to Nate McMillan. Why not? That one's so hard to predict. Then most improved player of the year, Lonzo Ball. Zion's going to come back eventually. And when he does, Lonzo Ball's going to be even better. I think without Zion, he'll be solid. But when Zion comes back, his game goes to another level. Zion will be back for most of the year. I mean, he'll at least play 35, 40 games. So in that stretch of time, Lonzo will look really good. Most of those games will come later in the year. So recency bias. People are going to be like, oh, yeah, he looked really good. And um, he, to, in my opinion, he's going to win most improved player of the year. So those are my NBA predictions. I know that's all today's episode is. Again, I want to get to a lot of other stuff. Uh, you know, MLB playoffs, I want to recap this week. I want to get to the Bruins. I want to get to some potential NFL trades. The NBA season is going to start, which means I'm going to have to talk about that too. Oh, there's going to be a lot on slate. we got a lot to get to. This is like one of the busiest times of the year in sports. I don't mind it. I love it as a sports fan, a sports analyst, whatever you want to call me. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's episode. Again, remember to go follow my Instagram at After the Buzzer Sports Talk, all lowercase, no spaces. Again, that's at After the Buzzer Sports Talk, all lowercase, no spaces. Also, go call in on the Anchor Mobile app. You're probably wondering how our wonderful caller today uh, called in. Anchor Mobile app, you go download this app. Go on it, the search bar, type in after the buzz report, talk, send a voice message. If you can't get this app or don't feel like getting it, just look up on Safari or Google or whatever you have. After the buzz report, talk by Aiden Mayer on Anchor. It should pop up. You can send in a voice message that way. I don't care which way you do it. I'm just glad to see more and more people starting to call in again. That's good. I like when I get a caller and just get to answer their questions, be interactive. It just motivates me. More and more people are calling in. It shows they really care. They're really interested in my podcast more and more listens overall i will say 
I'm coming up on eight months, dude. Tomorrow is uh, marks eight months since I've started this podcast. Time's flying by. I feel like it's been like yeah, a good four months maybe. It's been eight. I will say my listens haven't really grown a whole lot since I started, which isn't great. <laughs> you know, I feel like you know I'm always happy on here, and I still am. I'm not gonna stop doing it, but the listens do need to kind of go up. Uh, it's been, I've realized, like, it's been eight months in my listens. They've grown, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not, day one, eight months later, we're not at the same spot. We are higher, but I would have liked more growth by now. I know things take time. I'm willing to take this grind. I, I, I'm i willing to grind. I'll grind as long as it takes, because I know if I keep grinding, eventually, you know, we're going to break through. It's going to take time. So, I, a ton of people will just be there. You know, after a week, oh, we're not really succeeding and they'll just quit. I'm not doing that. I, I love doing this enough. I'm going to keep going and keep going. But I just like it if I could just see those listens just go up a little. Just make a little improvement. I'm not asking for all of a sudden a thousand, two thousand listens tomorrow. I'm not asking for that much. I'm just saying I'd like to see just a little bit of growth. So go share this with a friend or two if you're if you're still listening. Uh, please. We just need to see a little growth. Tomorrow's my eight, eighth month podcasting. Eight months since I've started this podcast. I could have started a year before that, too. I'm kind of glad I didn't. Like, listening back to my voice, how high-pitched it was, is kind of embarrassing, honestly. Uh, I know I'm not, like, super deep-pitched uh, now, but I think this is fine. Before, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, do I have helium? Oh, things change. Uh, but... Anyway, thank you guys for listening again. I just like to see a little bit of growth because so far I would have liked if I if you told me eight months from now where do you want to be? I want to be a little higher on the totem pole, a little more lessons per episode. But that's okay. I'm gonna stick with it. I know you guys are gonna stick with me. Uh, definitely not gonna quit or anything because of it. I just like it if you maybe shared it with a friend or two. Or maybe just listen a little more often if you're like, yeah, I listen about once a month. I mean, I'm not telling you how much to listen. I appreciate that listen each month. I appreciate who listens. I just like to grow a little more. We're hitting eight months, and the growth has... There's been growth, just not as much as I would have liked. But I'm going to keep grinding no matter what. Again, thank you guys for listening, and I hope to see you guys next time.